What's in a name? Lots of things have different names. <laughs> sometimes they have multiple names. And sometimes the names change over the years, Joe. Oh. Sometimes the name stays the same, and the thing that it represents <laughs> changes. Right, sure. Yeah. Both you know sides. how that goes. <laughs> yeah. Like one example, which would be one example. <laughs> the beer we're drinking today. Okay, got it. Of got course. It, got it. And then the example of the other thing is our little podcast network here. Uh-huh. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, I love it. We're thinking about redoing the name, or not even giving a name to something new, I guess, is more appropriate. Naming something that's been birthed <laughs> unto the world. Yes. From the heads of us, like Medusa was born from I don't Hermes think Medusa- or something. Did, he, did Medusa come from Hermes' head? From Zeus's head, I thought. Oh, he just imagined Medusa into existence? No, she was literally born out of his head. Oh, okay. Let me look at this up. Medea <laughs> goes to Hollywood. <laughs> Medea's night out. Medusa born. So, and the way I have this in my head is that if this network idea were born out of our heads, there has to be like a sexual encounter in order to create life. So if it's Wait, born out what? of our heads, yeah. Are we in this scenario making out? Yeah. And kissing and our tongues. We're connecting our, our whole saliva and the viscousness of that is together and then this network. Yes. Born out of our <laughs> Ooh, heads. That was a nice one. Thank you. By the way, correction from our lawyers, it was Athena who was born from Zeus's head. Well, okay. I think I got confused with Medusa's out snakes. Out of what? Coming out of, out of the yeah, heads. Yeah, that's what I thought you were going with. Athena was born from Zeus's forehead as a result of him having swallowed her mother, Metis, or Metis. Okay. Uh, As he grasps the clothing. Okay, there's a picture that's being represented here. Anyway, so we're going to talk about a little intro. (laughs) We're going to talk a little podcast network today, Uh maybe run some ideas, brainstorm. uh, Brain fart as well. (laughs) We'll have stops, starts, and redos. And then we'll also be doing it while we're drinking um, the Schutz Brewery's Jubilee Ale. <laughs> come, come at me. Nick's leaning flawless. over to turn, the, to turn the thing down. This was all flawless. It's and that great. should be the name of the new network. This is all flaw- flawless? Cheers. Cheers. To Jubilee. But we, but we spell it with L-A-S at the end, like it's my name, and flaw represents you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a cheap one. I apologize for that. No, it's fine. Tell me to fuck off. Do it. Speak your mind. The only reason that... Well, actually, calling it a cheap one kind of makes it more offensive because it assumes that you, <laughs> in so your mind, obvious. you know, yeah, obviously you're flawed, so that's cheap. I'm sorry. It was cheap in that the only other word was flaw, yeah. and you're the only oh, other person good. in this I, I equation. I didn't mean to look so hurt by that because it was as if we've never said anything about each other on this <laughs> podcast before. Um, Not to mention in private quarters. Right. Uh Jubilee is what I thought this was, by the way. You said yeah, Jubilee, and but I what's agree. in a name? What is in a name? Who could say? Right. Who is his name? What is his name? Who is he? <laughs> <laughs> no, so it's Jubilee, like Jubilee, and then Ale, I Jubilee, think. Jubilee, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. 
that's it. That what did it. I didn't did not have that until you did that. Really? Yep. Okay. Thought it was Jubilee. So it's like a winter. going to be a story. Oh no. So like winter Jubilee. Jubilee that's a thing. But Jubilee. Let's see. What does Jubilee mean? Jubilee. And a special anniversary of an event, especially one celebrating twenty-five or fifty years of rain or activity. Wow. Of rain. R e i g n. Oh, rain. Um, Cold Can's podcast is celebrating an anniversary today. In that, and I'm pulling up Cold Can's po- po- podcast.com slash rankings. This is our 74th episode. <laughs> <laughs> did you think it was 75th? I did. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, that's because 73rd was two weeks ago and we haven't done anything yeah. since then. Well, do we, do we know when we started this podcast? Do we know that date? I want to say, well, what was our first episode? Miller, Miller Lite. Miller Lite. Miller Light. We'll just listeners excuse us. While we <laughs> Cruise do around the internet here. April seventh, twenty seventeen. Oh, okay. So we've been on for a year and a half. half. Wow. And we recorded that well before April seventh. So we probably recorded that sometime in March. So yeah, we're as of this recording right now. It is November twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. So it's been damn. It's been a. It's been a while. It has. Uh, and it's been great. But you know, one thing that you know we haven't. We just talked about. We haven't. Um, haven't recorded in a while. Uh, mm. We've been spending a lot of time talking about our podcasting venture that we've done, including this show, the 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 studio that we run and how we run it. And and one thing that we were talking about the other night was like, what if we made a podcast network? Mm-hmm. And where I wanted to start with that is, you know, we have a foray into that idea already. We had a half baked, uh, half right. asked idea. Around the White Noise Network once yeah. upon a time. You and Gambino got it started up. Yes, me and the popular uh, rap artist Childish Gambino. <laughs> no, me and uh, my good friend Gamby Pamby, uh, he, we made a show called, uh, fuck, what was it? Down, Down the, the Hatch. Hatch. Yeah, yeah. it's because I wanted it to be called uh, We Have to Go Back. But anyway, it was a show about recapping Lost. We rewatched all of Lost and recapped every episode. Yeah, we both great. loved. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. But paled in comparison to the yes. wild success <laughs> of a couple of shows that you did. Your original podcast was a show called I Hate the Bachelor. Yes. Stoat, my friend, friend of the show, friend, friend of, of the show. us both, friend of the world, uh, at Stodiac. Uh, Joey's unsure about the last part. <laughs> yeah, let's friend move of on. The world. Um, no, we, uh, yeah, we did a show recapping each Bachelor episode. Yeah. Uh, many Hate say watching. we predicted, yeah, we predicted the Trump presidency. <laughs> By doing so and giving the people oh, the popularity so. of the inanity, inanity ah. of our show predicted that that's what people had We'd hunger for. We'd be willing for. to go so right, far. Right, Yeah, yeah. People that's... ate it up. We had so many people <laughs> listening you, to our show. You did. You had I thousands think... of listeners. Oh. Oh, no. Oh. Are you okay, Joe? You had a coughing fit before the show started and now yeah. you're- well, I want to Hippi- hiccuping. Let's hip-hicking. put a pin. In, let's remember to put a pin in where you're at there. I had a Werther's original earlier. Mm. Nick, at the studio, we opened up hey, this we bag have of candy. Premium offerings to and our clients. It, it, it is pre- It's it's a, it's it is supposed to get the the mouth wet and moist and viscous, and uh, and you pour them into this little jar that is available to our clients. And one is a mint, the classic kind of 
Wheel. Your Starlight Mint. Starlight Mint. And then the next, Werther's Original. Really, genuinely two of the worst individual <laughs> pieces of candy you could have. Why do you think the Starlight Mint is bad? You just don't like peppermint stuff? It's cheap. It makes your mouth feel awful when it's done. Like, it's just, it's like oh, a like cheap the peppermint. coating. Yeah, it's really, I really hate it. Okay. It's at every restaurant because it's the cheapest thing. But it, it's, it, it is great for what we're trying to do at Stu, which is, yeah, to get people, like, get their mouth feeling yeah a certain well at at this point we had um ricolas in here mm. and a certain um head coach of a nationally televised sport yeah uh franchise came in here and sucked on a ricola for like 10 seconds and then spit it out so oh, he was no. he was literally just wetting his whistle i think it's a valid use of it what did he do he didn't want to do the whole thing it? he just kept it by him so he could go back to it what he or she well, we know it's so a it was he. wrapped up in a, a Seattle a, icon and an institution. I did not came say Seattle. Damn it, I did. Okay, whatever. It still could be a couple of people. Yeah, uh, um, he held it with him. Well, he just put it off to the side on the so table he could wet, in the wrapper. Oh, in the wrapper. It was. I'm not bringing it up as a ridiculous thing to have done. Okay. I'm saying I was just confused. that was the literal use of it to wet his whistle to or her whistle to keep it moist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> Okay, well, that's and so that's and we can't have Ricola's anymore. Or Too what? expensive. Oh, okay, we cut well, the that's exactly. we cut the craft services budget here yeah. at the studio. Okay, let's take the pin out of where we were. You're hate watching mm. The Bachelor. You predicted the inanity of elected yes. Donald Trump. Uh, uh, Alex, who you referenced earlier, made a beautiful uh, photo for us, or not photo, but whatever logo, picture yeah. logo of a rose. And yeah, we had what. 4,000 listeners per yeah, episode it was absurd. or something It was insane. absurd. It was one Upwards of the most of 10,000, I thought. Um, but yeah, maybe something Maybe different. monthly, yeah. It, right, it was right, crazy. Monthly, yeah. Yeah, you guys were very good, and then you abandoned it. And it was fun. We just, we couldn't do it anymore. It was it was painful to watch the show and mm-hmm. to just see how it was manipulated in the editing. It's how all reality TV is. If you're not a complete fucking moron, <laughs> you can see what's happening here. Yeah. Like the cutaway shots to people who are- "Quote unquote," reacting to what's happening in front of oh, them, I know, I know. even though you can't see the action in that same shot. Like, we're not that dumb, or do we want to be that dumb? Do I, we want that presented to us? I am not because it's just, more fun. Yeah, I'm not just saying this. I think we are a little bit that dumb because we're okay. also trained as a viewer, like as a director. The whole motion of your shot is if I put a shot on your face and you look out the window right and then the next shot it, it the next shot better be what's out the window that you're looking at otherwise right. there's discontinuity everywhere and so with uh with reality it's the same thing so where the motion of the shot is like a guy who falls over with his pants down and he's like oh I got a boner and then and then it's somebody zoomed in on their face and they're like what mm-hmm. and you logically in your brain stitch it together i don't think people do think about like Wait, why am I over here in this little booth, this cutaway booth? Like you're the right, office? we are, we are, po- we are, um, whatever, poised to th- view it that way. Right, trained, trained, I think, yeah, to view trained, it that. yeah. But yeah, and so I don't, I really, I think it's, it's just ingrained in how we understand film that, and I'm going to call reality TV film. <laughs> that that's how we should react. I, I, I think you guys bringing stuff like that up was part of the billions of that. That's show. true. There are plenty I, of people who do realize it and, and still just like love to it. break that down. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I guess I shouldn't be so negative about it because that was kind of the point of the show was like mm-hmm. breaking it down and to analyze like how we were being manipulated as viewers. Yeah. Really and what good that stuff. Meant. Yeah. 
And then the other show we did was not quite as good. It was called it As was, Good Once As It Ever Was. Yeah. Now that pulled one had from a problems. Toby Keith uh, yes. lyric. That is why that one had problems. And I didn't want to give the advice at the time, <laughs> but I remember thinking, this is a bit of a stretch why we have to tie Toby into this. As Good Once As It Ever Was. And this yeah, is, that one's on me. Hand up. But the, hand up on, hand that, up on one. that one. But the content of the show was also great. It was just rewatching old movies that were on Netflix. So right. you wouldn't have to buy them. You could you'd give your listeners a heads up, hey, this movie's mm-hmm. gonna come watch go watch uh uh Heathers on Netflix right. and then we'll we'll do a show on Heathers. Yeah. And as our uh new compatriot here at the studio, Matt Flunker pointed out, this is the idea of the Ringers Rewatchables, which is yeah, kind of like a very popular podcast now. You think they stole that from I White Noise Network? I think they lifted it straight off of White Noise Network. No, that show fell apart just... because Stoats and I were supposed to watch um, some Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. I don't even remember what it is. And I like I got halfway through it and I was like, I don't have time to watch this. I was like busy with other stuff. Yeah, sure. And so I came to do the recording. Well, not to, didn't come to do it. We were doing it on my bedroom floor with yeah. the mic in between us. Yeah. Uh, and it got to a certain point where there's a big plot device, like plot turn that happens that reveals like something in the front of the movie wasn't true. And then Stoat said that and I was like, wait, what? And he had to explain it to me. I was like, okay, yeah, I didn't watch. I don't wait, even know why if I admitted it. Why did that end it. the show? Why was that like the end? I don't think that actually tour, ended the show. <laughs> oh, okay. But it, was the it just became the clear. Yeah. That we didn't have time for it or didn't want to do sure, it or sure. whatever. But it was a good foray into was. what we eventually started making as a business out here in Seattle, and I think it's a big reason why yeah. it even ever started, which is wild to fucking think about. It is. Honestly, the success of I Hate the Bachelor is a big reason why I <laughs> decided to move out here yeah, and try that, to make that the is podcast wild. network work. Yeah. In a good way. It's it's really good, and you guys made really good shit. And like, just backstory on this, this studio was like... We were doing like some web development with the aforementioned yeah. at Gamby Pamby. We're doing some web development, and one of the guys we were working with was just like, "Hey, I know somebody who's making a podcast, dude. Do you guys know anybody who's had any experience with podcasting?" I was like, "What the fuck?" Because we were making this <laughs> bullshit network, and you had you your success, and you came out here, and here we are sitting in, sitting our asses in this studio today, drinking beers, drinking beers for the seventy third week in a row. <laughs> Not in a row, my dear boy. Seventy <laughs> fourth. Uh, also, you son of a bitch. Oh right. Uh, J- Jubilee, by the way, just as a quick check in on the beer, very good. It's I like down it. Well, nice yeah. winter warmer. We're back to this kind of winter ale. Yeah, six point seven percent alcohol. And the thing about this is, I read up on it after buying it because, like you had said, either before the show or on the show, this seems like a new beer, like a seasonal thing that they just came out with. Yeah. But apparently, this is the first beer that Deschutes Brewery ever brewed. And they brew it new each year. So this is the 31st um, incarnation of Jubilee. Wow. Okay. And yeah. they do a new bottle design and packaging design every year, it looks like. And this one's kind of nice. It's like a combination of red, blue, and green. Sure. Some Christmassy colors blended together. Yeah, but in like a modern right. kind of Jackson Pollock Impressionist look. type. Yeah. yeah. Shit. So, so the I think it, you can tell that this is a mature beer and not an experiment. I that shows with the the flavor. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's got a bit of spice to it. It's it's really good. Um, but coming Should back, we? Yo, go, sorry. Go, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was gonna do a parable or terrible. Let's rip one. Okay. So this parable or terrible has two meanings. It goes two ways. Wow. Um, Unbelievable. On my original thinking behind Earth it was that I care about my friend Joe, and I heard oh. you talk about last week how you eat the same thing for breakfast every morning. 
You eat your Cliff Bar. Oh boy, you're uh, in particularly the nut butter filled Cliff yeah. Bars. Oh boy, I could comment all and day. This could have been its own episode. What is your favorite one of those? Because they have a, many varieties. Yeah, I want you to guess. Can you go so far as to get peanut it right? butter? No, it's coconut almond butter. Okay. That one's it's, a good one. It's a really good one, but I love all of them. The okay. peanut butter and the chocolate peanut butter one's really so good. So I was wondering if you've had this one, and it also plays in because on the website for Jubilee, which I l- looked at this after I purchased it, one of the recipes they suggest includes one of the ingredients in this very bar. Oh, no shit. So I've brought in the blueberry almond butter oh, cliff my. bar, nut butter filled. I've Have you had that one? I've never seen that one. No. Okay. So I've had like the blueberry... Uh, like normal cliff bar that isn't filled with nut butter. No. Yeah. <laughs> um wow. Hold on, I'm gonna wow. get a picture of Wow. Wow. I got it. I got the Joe, I got the picture. Um but I've never even seen this and I don't really understand what did, what do they mean by blueberry butter? Oh almond butter. Almond butter I think with blueberries in it. And right. then so this is like the coconut almond butter one that I yeah. like. And so the recipe on Jubilee's website is for blueberry scones. So oh, okay. this is the scones of the Cliff Bar world. Oh, this is really good. You Nothing like it? better than this butter-filled Cliff Bars. And you, yeah, use it to start your day. We talked about this, too, because the nut butter ones, the texture of them is much better than original Cliff Bars. Oh, absolutely. It can be a little just, like, gummy. So dry. Yeah. Yeah. These are great. And this is a great pairing. This is not what I'm going to start my day with every day. <laughs> Oh, good. Okay, yeah, that's nice. Oh, yeah. I don't want to chew into the mic, but yeah, that's nice. Um, oh. And just look at the protein we're getting in here, Joe. You're getting, I think, if we split that in half, eight grams each. Is there 16 grams? Maybe the blueberry one's got something different. No, this only has six grams in it. Oh, no, I'm thinking about Icelandic mm. yogurt. The yogurt, that the has, skier. That has a ton. Okay. Parable. As parable as it as mm. it's ever as. As good once <laughs> as it's ever been. Uh, very good. Yeah. Okay, cool. And we have one later in the show as well. Oh, my God. This is my kind of show. This was That was really good. Good. I'm glad you liked it. Um, what were we talking about before that? Uh, we were talking about the network. You can have the rest of it, by the way. Oh, my. Talking uh, about the network. Oh, my. So I think we need a name for the new network. Yeah. To kind of separate it from what we're doing now. Because what we've been doing now is not really associated with creating shows we care about. Right. We've been doing a lot of client work, creating a lot of shows just for whomever will. We love our clients. We do. We love every single one of them. I kiss them goodnight every night. I know. I have a picture on my phone. We've had to, part of the reason why we've had the lawyers this whole time. <laughs> um, agreed. So we're- well, Yeah, making, we need to get back. We're going to get back in the saddle again. Now you made me eat this. Hold on a second. <laughs> um- so part of our idea, the network itself, is going to be working with people whose shows that we admire, right? Fit our kind of voice and and vision and and fit. We've talked about like what constitutes a network before, and and actually I have to give some credit here to uh, to at Gamby Pamby again because mm. he was a big re- person who drove this, which is like a network is really about what's the voice when you listen mm-hmm. to an NPR show. You know the fucking NPR voice when you listen to like an Earwolf show, mm-hmm. whom we've ripped off of uh, plenty. Like you know the it's comedy bang bang, it's off the cuff humor, and then like what do you get from it? So with NPR, you're like a more well rounded person. With comedy bang bang, you're gonna laugh. So if you're in the mood to laugh after a long day of work, you're gonna put that on. We gotta find what it is that we're trying to accomplish. Mm. 
I think White Noise Network, it was we were throwing shit at the wall, and we didn't right. know what we were doing. Well, I guess it's all roughly pop culture. Pop culture. Yeah. So that's so Adjacent. the ringer's voice and mm-hmm. and what they're what listeners get out of it. I think what I don't I think what listeners get out of it is yeah I guess a reverent pop culture knowledge. You're going to be good at trivia right. night if you listen to the ringer shit. And the voice is certainly like it's the Bill Simmons voice. Like he yeah. just made that his brand. Right. And it's yeah it's deep dives on maybe otherwise sort of like worthless knowledge. Yeah. Yeah, or pop like, culture. Like when they're talking knowledge. about, yeah, yeah. They're talking about like past seasons of reality TV shows and shit like that. Right. It's fun, but is it really giving you anything? Not really. It's just passive entertainment. And it's, and yeah, it's certainly Maybe something active, that people know. know. Like it's niche, like I've watched every season of that, so I love that. Um, and it, it covers pop culture. It's a pop culture network. Yeah. More than sports. So should we start with the name and work backwards or should we start with the idea? That was going to be what I, I want to I think there's... <laughs> You I know what I would want to do. Every good thing Wordplay. starts with a name, yes. and then, yeah, we figure out what the meat <laughs> of it is after that. But our idea of building a network was to be part of something here in Seattle um, that we're proud of, mm-hmm. and, and we kind of oversee this group of shows where listeners could come and understand, like, oh, this is a whatever this network name ends up being show, mm-hmm. and it means this is going to happen. And in the past, part of that has been, like, kind of like, understanding uh, sort of your place in a city. Like if you live in a city, like, you know, interesting podcasts about urban design and things like that. I think we've kind of drifted from that. Some of the, it's not really fit our interest at the moment. Mm -hmm. So what is it? And this is really going to be an exercise of brainstorming because yeah, we have no idea. I think if, if, if you're out there listening and you think that we have a direction in mind, we're literally, for the first time talking about this. Yeah. So, yeah, we had uh-huh. one phone call last week where we tried to break this down and we know talk we want to start what one. we've been feeling, yeah, and we we think we want to start one. It may never happen. I know, but it, if it's going to happen, it has to you got to lay the groundwork to see if exactly. there's Exactly. So that's what we're doing now. Okay. What does it look like? What do the shows all need to be related? I think most podcast networks now do have like kind of a wide variety of shows. Yeah, but the, again, it, I think the root is in that kind of tone sure. and voice. Sure. Are you an improv comedy network? Are you a pop culture network? Are you an, a news-based network like NPR or whatever? Do you view Cold Cans as something, as like anything related to the style of this new network? I don't know if Cold necessarily fit into the network. <laughs> Probably um, not. Unless it's a... No, it, it won't. What are we interested in making? Stories? Love. Well, Love that not I know. war. That I know. I think stories, yeah. I think So I like think long form stories? Potentially, yeah. Of just like local Arcs. interest even. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a, would we be intrigued about a season of content, like eight episodes, it tells a story, the story ends, it's a narrative driven podcast. Mm-hmm. Are we interested in working on that because that's not cold cans yet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the evolution of cold cans will, by the end of this thing, we're investigating murders this and is, shit. This has all been a setup with Brian, I'm telling you. <laughs> there is a narrative arc through here. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, investigating murders, and then we're still holding on to, like, a beer. At one point, we bring up the beer advocate score of that. <laughs> the time of death was 11.15 a.m. It's a slightly buttery beer with a touch of head. Let's chuck in on this, by the way. I still, it's getting better and better as I go down. It, as it often does, I think that's something, that's something we can take away from every episode, right? It gets better with, wow. with time. You think that's true? <laughs> Has this podcast studio gotten better with time? 
the studio has, yes, uh, has this podcast. <laughs> Listeners will be the judge of that. <laughs> but this By the beer way, this is beer, getting better, yeah. Brewer notes, uh, cocoa, dried fruit, and toffee notes, a robust ale with a warming spice. Oh, that's why it goes so well with uh, mm. the almond butter thing, like that that texture is just perfect with a winter warmer. It's available October through December. Warm spiciness and tradition grace this bold, complex winter ale. The deep garnet color pairs perfectly with holiday celebrations. Crafted for community to celebrate the 31st bottling, this year's label art is not by one artist, but many creatives who work right here at Deschutes Brewery. What? The whole story is coming soon. So that now that's a podcast. Now that's a podcast. Now that's an idea for a podcast. <laughs> Let's talk to every single artist down at Deschutes Brewery to see how those twisted minds created this fuck piece. <laughs> I, I coined the term fuck piece, and it becomes part of the whole popular yeah, culture lexicon around the world. This network, you go to this network.com, and it, it, the shirt says total fuck piece. <laughs> <laughs> With this painting of the Jubilee, we get sued by yeah. Deschutes. <laughs> Yeah, immediately. Oh, we're going to be contending with lawsuits, my dear boy. Even my dear boy is uh, ripped off from Comedy Bang Bang. It is indeed. Uh, um, so, okay, fucking great, great for the shades. <laughs> Let's get the back to the shoots. Is network. cool. It's down it's, in Bend, Oregon. It's a yeah, and there's there's the it's cool. the brewery thing in Portland, and it's it's great. We've covered the shoots. We've done a shoots. We have Swivelhead Red. Yes, fantastic beer. I think it's probably a little bit better. <gasps> Let's not go there. That's pretty high up in the rankings. Yeah, this is really good. Winter warmers are always really good. Yeah, we keep coming back to this. Maybe we're just alcoholics who, do, anytime there's like anything over 6%, we're like, wow, so no, this beer is delicious. It's really good. Back to the task at hand. We're going to name this network before this podcast is done. Do you remember last time when we were brainstorming names for this space? Yeah. Which is like kind of an under thing of the cloud studios entirely yeah because we wanted a name to differentiate it yep we took another thing which i think you said alex gamberg liked to do was whiteboard things well word cloud word cloud just we just threw words at the whiteboard gamberg would circle the word and Mm. he would put a line and be like what's next to that word so if the word was the word was was i don't even know like sound then you'd You'd put a line and what's another word that comes to mind? Loud, songs, music, and then so on. And you do that forever. And then a word would come up and you go, oh, holy shit, that would be a good name for this thing. Mm. And we did that and we came up with the Overcast Room podcasting. I think it was connected between podcasting and like rain and weather and Seattle stuff. Yeah, and probably cloud studios. Yeah. And as soon as that happened, we, it, it was like the N1 mixtape tour. We circled the thing. It was over. We were done. And we went, oh, oh, yes, and the game was the over. The professor. So for this, okay, have we settled now that we're about to embark on a podcast network that tells narrative <laughs> stories that isn't really? I don't think that's going to be the entire thing. You I don't. think you have to start with something that's easier to produce. It can't be a like long form journalism thing. What if it's, right off the bat? What if it's all premise based? So unlike, unlike the, so I guess a little like Earwolf, but just with less improv. So, un- mm. so you know, unlike The Ringer or NPR, those aren't really premise-based. Those are either a narrative arc or this is your your daily podcast or whatever. Like this show, Cold Cans, the premise of the show is we review mm-hmm. a beer and we rank the beer. And then there's a lot of stuff around that premise. Mm-hmm. What if every podcast we did had had that? 
Does that make sense? Is there something there that we could take farther? I think that's that's good because then it it gives the hosts a reason to do the show, <clears throat> right? And then it can kind of everything orbits around that central idea, which is also a way to get people interested in the show, like an audience. I mean, yeah, to see like okay, this show is about this, and yeah. then if they like the personalities enough of and what they're talking about, they can stay tuned in, right? So then you get the human element to it, which is the hosts. I mean, that's the most important thing with podcasting, an intimate yeah. medium that you get the host's personality talking in your ear. Um, and then you get hooked with the premise. So the hook is the premise. The meat and potatoes is the the host and the stories that are around it. And if cold cans is an example of that, and by God, it's not. But if it is, the hook is, I like beer. I want to hear these guys rank a beer. And then once you're in, you know, you're, you're hopefully enjoying our company. It could be the same with any show that we do. I mean, I guess that's kind of what The Ringer is doing with, like, Rewatchables as a premise-based mm-hmm. show. More right. than the Bill Simmons podcast. There's no premise there. That's just Bill Simmons' podcast. Right. I think that's a solid idea. It's and it leaves it vague general. enough. Right. But it leaves it vague enough to have a variety of shows right. that would satisfy, you know, different cravings and people or different <laughs> urges. No, okay. I'm serious, though. I think that is good. Okay. So everything has, like, a conceit. What's the fucking, mm-hmm. what is the hook here? So, like, we used to do a podcast with a former politician that I won't name names. Maybe we already have in the show, but in case we haven't, I won't, uh, won't say it. But he had a hook with a show, and then he did eight episodes, and it was basically, if you want to be, if you want to run for office... Um, I suppose we can name names. It's on our goddamn website. So, no, you don't so, have to. Anyway, his hook was, if you want to run for office, these are the steps to get you to run mm-hmm. for office. This is how you do it. And that, it was a premise-based thing. I think there's something, there's something more to there. We have to build on this. Well, that's a, that's a, like, expertise angle. Like, I'm an expert on this thing. Ah, this is how. Maybe that's what we This do. is what I know, basically. So it's, yeah, it's, which I guess is always sort of implicit in a podcast. Not in this some one. way. You know, in some way. Well, it, you could argue our expertise is like being curious about beer. Yeah. You know? Okay. Yeah. Or like curious about exploring the ways beer is consumed. Okay. So yeah, we that... could run a network of experts mm-hmm. that are basically sharing their knowledge. Mm-hmm. I guess it's moving away from the premise thing, but I don't mind this. That's close to client work. Excuse me. It is. Um, <laughs> edit out that burp at uh, 2147. At 3431.2. Oh, um, We've recorded Let's for eight do our second parable we... or terrible. All right. I want to chew on this yes. idea. Before I run out of beer. Okay. The second one, I got excited I about have. this one. We both like pork cracklins, I believe. Oh, yes, I do. And this is from the company Epic, which is they've been known for making like Instead of an energy Medical bar. software. <laughs> yeah. Based in Verona, Wisconsin. This, um, No, so they make like meat bars, basically. It's, an in, meat it's bars. entirely made out of meat. And then it's viewed as like a, um, I got to do my serious face for the picture, so I got to stop talking. Got it. Got it. Um, they make meat bars. Yeah, you can bite into a big fucking slab of meat. <laughs> I'm going okay, for an all-timer yeah, on F-bombs their, on this episode. Their logo. Get it open. Come on. It's a good bag. So this is pork cracklins. So mm. this is not a meat bar, as you were kind of saying there, but it's the no. same company. And this is their version of pork rinds, I would think. Oh, there's real fat on these. 
Holy yes, shit. Yes, it is fried out pork fat with attached skin. Made with oh, pork wow. skins raised without antibiotics. I don't think I've ever seen something like this. And it is has maple Take bacon seasoning, picture. it says. Maple bacon seasoning. <laughs> yeah, that's a weird way to put it. Oh, this is going to pair well. I want pork to get skins, really into that. Maple sugar, coconut palm sugar, salt, and wow. sea salt. This is from Epic Provisions from Austin, Texas. Okay, I'm taking a bite. Epicbar.com. I'm sure people have seen the Epic stuff. They they also do like trail mixes that are cuts of jerky and almonds, that sort of thing. Joey's face is not looking good. Uh oh. No. Is it bad? The texture is very strange. Oh no. Because a pork crackling is kind of like get a potato chip, but then there's a meaty there's a meaty part to it. And it doesn't do anything to add any flavor or texture. It's not meat. It's just like a gross, like almost like a blob of tofu or something. Stuck I think it to adds it. flavor. But I think you're right that the texture is odd. I would assume that is the pork fat. And then the puffy part is the skin. Oh, I don't know. About it is that. odd. I think it adds a lot of flavor, though. If you just ate the outside puffy part, crackling part, yeah, it would not taste as as good. I don't think it's got to add to the caloric intake a little bit here. Eighty. There are five. So there are eight. Uh, there are four hundred calories in this bag. That's not that bad. Okay. Well, pork cracklings are always going to go good with with the beer, and this is no exception in my opinion. It does go well. I think you're onto something though that the texture is a bit odd. I don't know about that. Yeah, because it is like jerky, super dried out jerky attached to the pork crackling. But and there are some pieces fat. in here that appear just to be the fat. Yeah. Uh huh. What the fuck? Ooh. I don't know about this. I don't know about this snack one bit, Nick Patry. Should we do a show where we review foods, maybe chain restaurants? <laughs> yeah, this is whack, not snack. <laughs> Uh, everybody continue. Go listen to Doughboys. Um, I mean, if you... Yeah, it's a much better show than this. Yeah. Part of the... What are they on now? Panop... No, not Panoply. Um, HeadGum. HeadGum. This is a HeadGum podcast. So what is HeadGum? What are they doing? All right, we're going to look. HeadGum Network. These, if you like pork flavor, I think you would still like them, but the texture is a little odd. So it might be terrible. Mm-hmm. Headgum, by the way, is just um, is all over the place. Buckets, Hey Riddle Riddle, Two Jews Talking, 8-Bit Book Club, A Funny Feeling, All Fantasy Everything. So it is premise-based. Okay. Improv comedians, famous right. comedians. Talent. Talent. Do, you th- do we have a network of people, not necessarily a network of podcasts, that could bring in that kind of talent that would just be intriguing to listen to? Yeah. We don't have comedians like them, though. Right. But we, we have I mean, experts. there are we comedians like in Seattle. Yeah, I mean, you, you could get comedians, but it's not going to be L.A. comedians. Right. Um, and there's professionals. You could yeah, build yeah. A, a podcast of a bunch of premises by professionals mm-hmm. that is very clear to the listener what they're going to get out of it. Right. I don't know. I think we got to workshop experts. it a little bit. But yeah. I, I really like the roots of this. It was good to talk about it and to get a start on it. I think... We both talked about it from a perspective of not necessarily feeling fulfilled by the work we have been doing at the podcast yeah, studio. Yeah, clients are great, but we want to take it a little step further and actually start to produce shows. Right. So, listeners, if you're out there and you have an idea for a name, or hell, if you have an idea for a fucking show, email us and we might produce it for you if we love it. <laughs> because uh, we're we're in it, baby. 
We're ready. Are I think we? we're ready to do it. Yeah. Okay. We're going to make it. You have a we'll flagship show idea, which I think is fucking dynamite. I'm not going to say it on this podcast. Oh, yeah. But there is an idea you have that I think that's a little more narrative, less of a premise, but right. whatever. We could start there. We yeah, could. Yeah, we could start there. I think we could work, and we could pick this back up in the next cold cans and mm-hmm. and come up with a name, come up with what we're going here. But totally we're starting, change a, the... we're starting a network. Okay. Let's do it. And let's also rank this beer. All right. So let's, should we move to the BA score? Yes. <laughs> yes. No, let's move to the mailbag while you clearly BA have to pull up the BA score is a 3.93 out of 5 or very good. Though it's, I think it's a little bit deceiving because they do brew this beer new each year. Um, so overall, though, the Jubilee line has a 3.93 out of 5 or very good. Okay. Let's see if we got some of his hilarious... Um, hilarious. Hilarious. And there's shit. I'm not going <laughs> to sign any of these reviewers to a podcast deal. All right. Yeah, fuck them. You only get uh, called out on cold cans these days if we're about to sign you to a deal where we pay to produce your show. Um, and speaking of, I'm about to pay at Dan Shade to produce a show because he had a mailbag. Uh-oh. Input. And um, it was about our last episode where we were critiquing, critiquing Pringles versus Lay's Stacks. Um, he said stacks. Yeah, are we did what thirty-five minutes on the Pringles. Stacks did a lot. Debate. Yeah, and coincidentally, our analytics uh, broke on our website. We have zero listeners. <laughs> That's literally that is true. It says we have zero listeners. Anyway, uh, at Dan Shade says stacks are so much easier to get out of the container, and I think that is important because it's they hard s- to get the shape of the container. Okay, the oval shape is kind of more conducive to getting your your hand in there, which sure. is more of a oval typed. Got to get your hand in there, you know. You put your hand in, and uh, and and so yeah, we didn't catch that. Uh, the the shape of the container, it just it needs to be fortified better. You can slide both of them out of there though, if you just by tipping the silo. Uh, but tipping is a very dangerous game. Very dangerous game indeed, because those chips then you're gonna get the crumbs. They fall on the ground. You're gonna get a chip that spills out. Have the we well, got to have the the steady hands of a surgeon when you're doing this. You tip the c- chips so far so they get to the end. And then you pick them out of the tube. Yeah, you but don't Lays have to doesn't like go. Require that. Yes, it does. Lay's stacks lets you reach as far in as you want, baby. <laughs> but that, but get your whole hand down in that sleeve. What? No comment. All right. Um, I agree with. Thanks, Danch. though, Dan Shade. I agree with Danch there. Um, Did anyone comment on the flavor input. debate that I was right and you were wrong? What was the flavor debate again? No, I don't remember. I said Pringles are better. You said Lay's are better overall. Oh, no, we didn't get, on the whole, we didn't get a lot of comments on this, uh, at least on that. We got some, we had some interaction on Twitter, but nothing about the, the flavor debate. Um, Pringles are not better. Pringles maybe, you know what we should do? We should try Pringles with flavor. I want to see how they do mm. the seasoning. But sure. I will say they're original. I was just not a fan. I was okay. a bigger, I'm a stacks boy. Okay. Um, Okay, well let's take the let's take this thing into fucking rankings. I I can't even think about the beer because I'm thinking about this network. I'm, I'm very excited about it, and in I we have to hone in on what it is. Got to hone it in, phone it in. Don't phone it in. No, you got to hone not. it. We'll in. phone this in, and we're gonna hone <laughs> yes. in this network. Um, I like this right around Elysian Night Owl because I oh, think it's, it is. So it's, it's a, in your cream of the crop. I think, or maybe yeah, Top maybe of wild it card? is. Top of Wildcard, I think it's better than Red Hook ESB. It is better than Red Hook. I like it better than Old Dispute and Russian Imperial Stout. It's a shame we didn't really talk about this beer much for how much we liked it, but mm-hmm. it's really good. 
The problem it's a is, solid beer. If you want to put this at 11, do you want to update the website? Because I'm not going <laughs> to. No, I, 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 we, we'll figure that out. Number 11. <laughs> it's your week. Damn it. Um, I like it there. I think it's really good. I, okay. So then is it the top of the wild cards or, or has the it bottom of the... in, in our cream of the crop? I, think... I don't mind top of wild card. I think we're, yeah, at danger of putting too many like heavy beers in the cream of the crop just That's because clearly we, what we like, crave though. alcohol. Yeah. yeah, well, we do. All right. I'm good with that. Either way, it's at number 11. It is. So we've reached a consensus. And I think by next week, we're going to have a better idea of what this network is going to be. And I agree. Thank you, listeners, for letting us hash this out. It was necessary. It's mm-hmm. the only way we can do it because we can't look at each other in the eye otherwise. We can't. Yeah, we never see each other unless it's in this studio. Right. But, you know. We like it that way. We do. And as always, chili, no. chili. <laughs>